Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. All right. Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast. I am uh, your host, starting our third season tonight uh, for the Coffee and Conversation podcast. And I have with me today a guy I literally met 15 seconds ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, his name is Dave. Uh, so Dave, uh, before we get started, we have this tradition here at, at Coffee and Conversation, and and I guess two traditions now. The first one is the first sip. The second one is none of my guests drink coffee. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't even, I can't even call this Coffee and Conversation. It's like, uh, so you know, uh, what 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 are you drinking though, good sir? I'm I am drinking water, and uh, I gotta say, if coffee tasted as good as it smelled. It would be a different story. <laughs> there was nothing better as a kid than walking by that coffee grinder oh, at, the, yeah. at the grocery store, and then, uh, then when you had your first sip of it, it's like, wait a minute, what's the what's wrong here? So, so your coffee experience has it only been like gas stations and Kroger's and things like that? <sighs> yeah, um, I've I've tried it on a couple different occasions. It yeah. never took. Yeah, it yeah. just never took with me. I, I'm I'm hoping it's just because you haven't had good coffee yet, right? So let me talk about what I'm drinking today. Uh, I, we actually have uh, friends in the um, in the coffee business, uh, and Hoosier uh, Hoosier Warrior Coffee uh, is a locally veteran uh, owned uh, coffee here, right here in Brownsburg. And uh, I bought their uh, this is the Warrior Blend. Uh, and so I, I love this blend, and let me tell you, there's no greater people than Courtney and Alan. So uh, I'm gonna, we're going to go ahead and uh, lift our glasses and do our first sip, sir. All right. Oh, that's good. How's your water? It's pretty good. <laughs> is it properly caffeinated, <laughs> is it? All right. Um, all right. Well, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank I, you. I am so glad that you stepped out and... and uh, and, and wanted to do this. Uh, let me just give a little background for our audience because no, they probably don't know. Um, what was it, like two, three days ago, maybe? Uh, over the weekend, I, uh, I got on uh, Facebook and I, and I posted on Brownsburg Chatter, uh, hey, uh, I, I'm doing this podcast where I want to talk to non, uh, you know, unchurched or de-churched people. I just want to know why you don't go to church, right? And you were one of the very brave souls uh, who said, yeah, let's do it, man. And so I really appreciate and respect the fact that you're here today. Yeah, no, it should be, should be fun. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's start off, <coughs> excuse me, let's start off by uh, learning a little bit about, about you, okay? Sure. Tell me a little bit about your past, your growing up, um, throw in your church experience there as well, sure. and we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so I'm in my mid-40s. Uh, I'm single. I have no children, and uh, uh, definitely grew up in the church. Um, pretty much went uh, every week, uh, did, did a lot of the other extracurricular stuff with the church, um, you know, very much, uh, you know, was a, was a part of it and, uh, you know, very, very stable in that respect. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, went off to college and, uh, uh, you know, really at that point I haven't, haven't really been back to church too much since then. So what happened at college then? Uh, it wasn't anything necessarily that happened. Um, just, uh, you know, I guess got out of the habit. Um, and, uh, you know, after, you know, you, you get out into the world on your own and you're running your own life, uh, it gets a little crazy. Um, and a uh, little bit hard to reconnect, I guess, um, in that respect. Okay, well, well let's, let's talk about that uh, here in a little bit. Uh, let's let's go back and learn a little bit more about about you. So you're a native Brownsburgian. Yes, correct. is that Brownsburgian? I guess. Sure. Uh, you're a bulldog, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so you uh, you graduated good old Brownsburg High. And... Uh, another school around here. Oh, okay, another school around here. All yeah. right. Uh, and and you went to church around here. Uh, you know, you don't have to say it if you're not comfortable. That's fine. Um, but. Uh, you know, tell me about that church church experience. You know, we kind of glossed over it a little bit. Sure. Um, was it a positive experience for you overall? Um, overall, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, a lot, made a lot of good friends, and still have a lot of people that I keep in touch with. Okay. Uh, from from the church at that time. Um, you know, there were a lot of things that you know I I didn't like as a as a kid, and 
still don't care for growing, you know, as I'm as I'm old now. Um, <laughs> I love all my audience who's over 40. They're like, oh! <laughs> yeah, all right, sorry, go ahead, yeah. No, no, um, you know, I, I think as a, as a kid, the one thing that really... Uh, I could never, that really always bothered me was having to dress up to go to church. I know that's different at most places now, but... Oh, completely. Uh, <laughs> it, as a kid, there's nothing worse than having to wear those those shoes and the, you know, the uncomfortable clothes. And, yeah. Uh, just, I really, that really bothered me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I loved... Uh, you know, interacting with the people. I loved uh, connecting in that way. Okay. Um, never been a big fan of singing, so the the songs were not uh, <laughs> not uh, anything I really enjoy. The public singing was nothing I really enjoyed. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know a few of those. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I always used to know when the songs were when they were going to break out the hymnals, and I'd run to the bathroom uh especially when i was in in high school there there are still high schoolers who do that by the way so old habits die hard although we don't have hymnals anymore oh okay yeah (laughs) yeah we moved on to uh to uh, contemporary music a little bit yeah so um and uh you know you get into college and uh uh just get away from uh, get away from everybody at home. You know, you start making new friends. You're branching out. Uh, you you get out of college. You you're starting your own life, and uh, uh, you know, it's. I, I think it's difficult to reconnect when you're out of that for a while. Do, do you feel like you were dragged to church, or was that something that you, a decision you made on your own during your formative years, while before, you know before you went to college? Some mornings, yes, I was drugged to church. <laughs> Fair um, enough. No, for the most part, I didn't. I, yeah. I didn't dread going. Okay, I, I really didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know. I think you know it would have been nice to have a couple of Sundays off here and there, but you know, no regrets on that front. So you know, you you, you mentioned, uh, and, and and at any point, I ask you a question, yeah, you just don't want to answer. Um, but you mentioned that uh, you're the you, you're the only one who said this um, that you are a Christian who doesn't go to church. Yeah. So let's talk about that faith aspect. Okay. Um, I'm assuming uh, that the faith element came from your upbringing. You know, and that's when you accepted Christ. When when did? How old were you when you accepted Christ? I think I was seven or eight. Okay. All right. So. So you, you get baptized, you know, you're, you're learning about Jesus, you know, those kind of things. By the time you got out of high school, or even during high school, how, how strong would you, did you think your faith was at that time? Um, pretty, I thought at the time it was pretty strong, and yeah. it, it, it probably was. Okay, yeah. Um, Talk about that but, a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, a def, you know, at that point you've got definite... Um, definite understanding of right and wrong and mm-hmm, right uh you know you don't necessarily have uh, the life experiences that, uh, that go along with a lot of with you know growing up but definitely you know knowing what what can keep you on the on the correct path i guess yeah 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 right okay uh so so that obviously shaped who you are today and, and so let me let me ask the uh, on the positive side sure how did your um, upbringing and your faith, um, and, and, and your faith now, how does that how, how does that shape who you are today? I, I have to say, it definitely has kept me out of trouble more than once. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's probably the the most general way to put it. Um, you know, there's. I think you can always look back at certain points in your life and say. Wow, things could have gone remarkably different had right. I made a decision. Okay. Had I had I made a different decision. Yeah. And uh, it, not just me personally, but I think everybody has that same you know same thing where um, things could have gone really bad. Yeah, yeah. So you, so faith was a guiding principle for you. Uh, it, it, it still is, I'm assuming. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So how how would you define your faith today then? Um, you know, I think it's, you know, probably not, not as strong as I was in, you know, you know, back in high school, but, uh, uh, 
you get shaken out, you know, you get real, you know, uh, uh, big things in your life that come, come along and you have to deal with as an adult. Right. And it, it, it'll shake your foundation. Sure. It'll, it it'll definitely shake your foundation. Did it, did it shake it enough for you to where it broke a little bit? Mm, that's a good question. Um, haven't ever really thought about it like that. Okay. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Very possible. So you admit, and I'm just trying to, you know, understand, right? So this isn't an accusation as more as it's just me trying to understand and sure. if this is wrong, let me know. But would you would you admit then that your faith is weaker today than it was back in high school? Uh, I think so. Yeah? I, I think so. And, and you accredit that, uh, you know, just to, as an understanding, just to the lack of, um, you know, involvement in the faith throughout college and now adult life. Uh, possibly. Okay. I, mean, I, I think, I also think probably, you know, back then I had a, a habit of seeing things in a very black and white way. Okay. Back and in college or back in back high school? Back in high school. High school. Okay. And, you know, some, there's a lot of things that are a shade of gray. And, yes. uh, you know, you learn, you learn that getting older. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, you enter in, into some free thought on some of this mm -hmm. and, uh. You know, you have to you have to question some things that you've you've you know been brought up to believe and understand. Not only okay, well, I, this is what I was brought up to believe. Why is that? Okay. And kind of you know, sometimes you come full circle and say, oh, this makes sense now that right now that I've uh, uh, experienced life in general. Yeah. Can you give me a, a if you're comfortable a for instance? Um. Oh gosh, let me. See. Uh, I I think. I think everybody can. Everybody's probably got the one friend that uh, uh, went on went on a bad path. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, probably even somebody that that you you know maybe you grew up with and were with a long time, and they, uh, you know, on their own free will chose to go. You know, they they chose alcohol or they chose drugs. Right. And right. That's that's their choice and. You can't do anything to stop it. You mm -hmm. have to accept them as they are and, and help them. Yeah, right. Uh, help them. And I think back, uh, you know, back maybe then your your instinct is, oh, we've got to cut this person out of our life completely. Mm. And, um, you know, you have to, when, I think when, when somebody is struggling, you've got to, if you can help them, you know, try just by being there um at some time some point they might not be uh they might be using you for whatever sure um, yeah but uh i think that's you know one of those things where you know black and white definitely comes into play as a as a younger person so so your definition of black and white in this situation is cut them off i i think so i think okay. i think it would be uh you know, looking back on certain situations, yeah, that's probably how I would have reacted. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's funny because <laughs> like, I I see it the exact opposite. You know, like uh, I see what the church has done. You know, globally, mm -hmm. um, big C church, um, especially in America, um, in my in, throughout my experience is that uh, they've treated the addict in a very gray way mm -hmm. because love, in my opinion, theologically, is black and white. Mm -hmm. Love everybody. That's pretty simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, help the person out. You know, uh, serve the least of these. Those kind of things. And 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 so you know what I have seen in the church and what I love about the church today is that we're starting to act again in a very black and white type manner. Uh, you know, and so I, I thought I, that's very interesting. But what you're saying is the experience of many people. I'm just, yeah, I'm saying from how I would have reacted yeah. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. that age, it was, you know, my mindset of, oh, well, you've got to just completely get rid of this, this person, get yeah. them out. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Yeah, well, sure. And I, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think even though that was your experience, that's the experience of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a what a, a, what a number of churches um, still teach. You know, I, I'm thankful that we're not one of them, but, uh, I, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it, there is that kind of, that, that, um, 
that kind of cut them off completely. Mm-hmm. You know, and now the caveat, of course, is if you are being influenced negatively by somebody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, maybe some separation would would be okay. Yeah. You know, I think maybe maybe I, I've got a better example here. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, very clearly remember. Um, Probably I was in junior high okay. in high school and uh, seeing, you know, we were out in, in Indianapolis and there were people in front of, I forget where it was, one of the, you know, local restaurants, bars, whatever. And they were protesting saying, you're going to hell because you're drinking alcohol. And yeah. and I'm thinking, oh, that's that's really interesting. And just kind of accepted it. Right. And then when I got into college and I see these people out in broad ripple and <laughs> saying you're going to hell you're you're yep. a terrible person alcohol this and that and yeah. and I'm thinking that's really bad yeah um, you're what they do in that situation is anybody who might be in the middle uh, their, their message I think you know isn't isn't horrible but the way they go about doing it is pushing everybody away from from them from what they're trying to do I, I, I think um... I mean that's a great that, that's a great point that's a that's a very big there's a lot of Christians on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. on this one and you know um, in, anybody in my opinion who goes out and has that sign that says blank is going to hell yeah I think they're doing it wrong uh, and I think I, I think that's that's put more of a black eye on the church mm-hmm. than anything else you know like what Westboro Baptist has done in this country oh, for the church has been horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and I go as far as to saying that's not the church. That's nothing like the church. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and so I'm right there with you, man. I I, I think that's that's a big proponent of, of why you know of that black and white turning a little bit more gray. It's not about you know uh, what the person is doing to quote unquote sin. It's how are we responding to that? Mm-hmm. You know. So awesome. Um, so. Let, let's let's talk a little bit then about you know um, just the 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 negative uh, impact the church has had on, on you. If there is any, there might not be any. I, I definitely uh, can say I got very frustrated probably in my twenties mm-hmm. when when I was <clears throat> excuse me when I was actively trying to to reconnect um, as as a single person. Churches really don't know what to do with singles. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm I'm gonna say, when when you say singles, churches always say, oh yeah, we've got a great singles program, and then they point you to high school and college. Uh huh. Right. Um, I had one friend of mine, and this was this was hysterical. Um, we laugh about it to this day, but he went. He heard uh, this one church had a great uh, singles program, and they're like, oh yeah, and he's in his late twenties. And they usher him in to where all these uh, junior high and high school kids were Christian rapping. Ah! And, <laughs> and Christian rapping is the best. <laughs> and he was like, no. No. <laughs> no. You know, it's funny because I just got asked uh, a couple of days ago if our church had a good singles ministry, right? And I was like, no. No, we don't. <laughs> um, we don't have a singles ministry because, A, we're not that big size of a church, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so I wanted to help this person out, so I Googled singles ministries in Indianapolis, and I got the exact opposite. I got the 55-plusers. Right? Oh, okay. And I, I was like, I don't think this person's looking for that. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, you have, I mean, especially around here, that's the demographic. People yeah. get married and have kids. I mean, and, right. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but not if, at all. If you're not in that, in one of the... the you know, main groups, then it's it's difficult to reconnect. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know um, a few close people in my life who are who are still single, and uh, you know that's always been a conflict because singles ministries in a lot of churches are future married. You know, <laughs> you know, and and not everybody wants to get married. You know, mm-hmm. and there's people who just want to connect with other people. Um, and, and, you know, and I mean nothing immoral about that. I'm just saying, you know, uh, single, single life is, can be, uh, a God, uh, blessing, uh, uh, a stage in life. 
I think at any any point of life that you're in, there's benefits and there's disadvantages. Sure, there, to yeah. Um, as someone who's single with no kids, and mo- all of my friends are married with kids, mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you there's a lot of times I wouldn't trade lives with them for anything. <laughs> <laughs> when it's when they're spending every weekend doing travel soccer and um, yeah, uh, you know. Not, don't get me wrong. There's other times it would just it would be great, but uh, I think you just have you have to look at what's you know being able to you know control your own destiny. And in, in my case, right, you know you have the freedom to do what you what you want to do. You're not reliant on anyone. That can be pretty nice sometimes. <laughs> you know, you know. I've been married 15 years. I have six children. Um, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I, I would like to know what quiet is sometimes, uh, you know? Yeah, there's quiet, there's too quiet, and, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, and that's, if you've got, if you have a good group of friends, or if you, you are connected with people, mm-hmm. um, it, it's not bad. It's, it's good. So connection means a lot to you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as it should, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think a basic human need is is connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you you did, how can I word this? You didn't find that in the church as an adult. No, not at all. No, no. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you, do you think it's just because there wasn't a singles ministry for you? Um, no, I just you know that that didn't get me going back to church. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, this was in my 20s. Right. Um, uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's hard to get back in the habit when you're really not, uh, when you really, when, when it's not something you're comfortable doing, for mm-hmm. one, it's it's much easier to uh, stay home. I, I remember a couple times where I was, uh, I think it was on Saturday nights when they had their single service, wherever mm-hmm. it was I was going, and mm-hmm. uh, I was ready to go, but I'm like, I don't know anybody there, I'm like, this is this is going to be weird, this is going to be awkward, and I'm like, nope, I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there were several times I did talk myself out of that. Do you have friends that are regular church attenders? Uh, yes, a couple. Do you, would that situation been different had they invited you to come with them? Back then, yes. Okay. If I, but I, at that time, I didn't know anybody. Yeah, okay, that's um, fair. How many churches did you visit, number-wise? Probably five or six. Five or six, five over or the six. course of? Uh, in my 20s. Okay, in, so uh, throughout in, the decade then? Yeah, th- well, probably... Th- 25 to early early 30s. Which is really the number we see people start coming back to the church Mm -hmm. after college, about 25, 26. Um, So that's a normal scenario for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But but to your point, inviting someone, that's, you know, the worst they can do is say no. Yeah, right. And I I think that could have made, uh, could have made a little bit of a difference at that time. You know, you have friends now that are Christians, that are going to church. You, you, you've been back now for a couple decades, you know. Uh, I hope I didn't make you feel old there. Uh, <laughs> um, do your friends still invite you to church? Uh, yeah, every now and then. Yeah. And, and you know, it's also well known that there's an open invitation there. Yeah. So I can't hide behind saying they haven't invited me, Yeah, to I, be fair. No, no, that's fine. I, yeah, my The only reason I was thinking was, like, okay, they were on you pretty... pretty uh, pretty much all the time as a, you know, when they first got to know you and then, but so many no's led to, uh, you know, he's not, he's not interested. You know, that's never happened with you? No, no. Good, that's great. Not at all. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Matter of fact, they'll, they'll ridicule me sometimes for not, for not going, so, so, in a fun kind of way. Sure. So, so let me ask you a really tough question. Mm -hmm. How do you reconcile uh, your faith as a Christian with not going to church? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. And I mean no judgment by that. No, no, I'm not, I just want to know what you think. None taken. Um it, it's it's a tough one to, it's I don't know that I have reconciled it. Okay. I mean it's you know, 
the question is, are you a Christian? Yes. Do you yes. go to church? No. That's kind of kind of two things that don't really uh, jive. It seems contradictory. <laughs> exactly. It does. So how do yeah. you? So you don't know how to reconcile that. No. And uh, you know, truthfully, until I saw the post on Brownsburg Chatter, mm-hmm. um, hadn't really thought about it in a long time. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's fair, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, and I think that happens to a lot of people. That you know, I, I think your story, uh, your experience of uh, going to church throughout high school and then going to college and it just kind of faded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, church attendance uh, is common. You know, I mean, the statistics will show that colleges, the uh, the twenties especially, are the dead generation as far as you know not going back to church. And and what we're what we're seeing now with the millennials and the religious n o n e s s nuns, uh, the ones who have no religious affiliation, is that they get out of college and instead of trying out church at twenty five, they're like, ah, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, because they they see the they see what the how the church is painted on uh, on media, and some of that's fair, some of it's not. Uh, you know, uh, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, I'd rather serve my community than go to church. Uh, you know, um, so, 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 how do you then fulfill your spiritual needs? Um, you know, I'm not sure that I do. Okay. I mean, I I think that's probably the most honest answer. Yeah. Uh, I can give. Um, you know. Uh, Spiritually, I do, um, you know, I, I think you get a lot, like, I'm a distance runner, I'm a cyclist, and when you when you get out there on your own for a good hour and a half stretch, you, you get a lot of thinking done, and you get all, you're, you're running through all kinds of, uh, you know, you, prayer, all kinds of thoughts in your head. Yeah. And, um, you know, that... Kind of the cop out answer there would be. I mean, uh, it's not much of a cop out. I do the same thing. I'm a runner. I'm a distance runner mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, I don't do anything more than a marathon. So, are you an ultra marathoner? Or? Oh gosh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like I saw that for the first time when I started getting running. I go, those people are crazy. You know. <laughs> I uh, I do half marathons, and when I get like with the monumental this yeah. year. I got done with the half marathon, and I'm looking around thinking I could I could have another lap to go on this. I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> if I wanted to do the full, I did the full marathon this year. It was my worst year ever, uh, and and I I took two months off of running. I just started today was my first day back. Oh really? Running. Yeah, I was like, I'm so burned out on running. But anyway, that's completely off the point. <laughs> uh, I I say that to say uh, that a lot of my prayer time and thinking time. Mm-hmm. Um, is those? I mean, you're running two hours sometimes. If, if you've got six kids, that's the only time you have. Uh, to amen. Do that. <laughs> amen. I hope my kids are listening right now. <laughs> Daddy needs quiet, or else he goes and runs. No. Um, yeah, I mean that's true. It, it really is, and that's some great time though. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of worship music. You know, I try to connect uh, spiritually with God during those moments mm-hmm. because it's. I mean, what else are you gonna do? You know, a lot of people do it when they go out to the woods if they hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a lot of guys do it. You know, just sitting on their porch in, in the morning. You know, but I'm, okay, so that so that works then. So, and again, you don't want to answer this fine, but what do you talk about when you when you focus those things when you're running? Oh gosh, all, you can be as general as you want to be. You know, I I think uh, I je- definitely have a habit of you know looking at the news and something really gets yeah gets under my skin that I see on the news you and me both buddy I mean <laughs> and uh, you know some of the things that that are going on some of the things that are people are you know saying and and it's like how can how can they live with themselves I know, there? Right? and uh, you know for me that's a lot of decom so one I try not to watch the news as much as I used to yeah and understanding that both sides have a, a, a certain degree of spin on it. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, then kind of working through, you know, when something really does get under my crawl, then, uh, you know, working that out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then that's, and it's really good mental space to do so, mm-hmm. you know. Um, okay, so as we kind of 
uh, wrap up, and, and maybe this will launch into a whole nother discussion because we got plenty of time. Uh, but uh, I want to ask I want to ask you some um, I don't know rhetorical questions, I guess, or questions that you know maybe you not thought of mm-hmm. uh, in a while. Um, if you were to go back to church today, mm-hmm. what would in your mind the perfect church offer you? Wow. Go from a Sunday morning to throughout the week, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that in the last uh, 30 years, the church has changed quite a bit. Oh, I'm not even sure that I would recognize, mm-hmm. you know, anymore. Um, yeah. Just even just thinking about going through the process of getting myself there is 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 the challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talk about benefits and disadvantages to every situation. Yeah. Big churches would be great just for you know the, the sheer amount of uh, people to connect the anonymity. to. But and yeah. the anonymity, yes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes though. You know, having uh, the smaller ones are, are great because you get a, a. I think you definitely get a deeper connection with people. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not sure. This is a, this is a tough question that I'm. I'm not sure I can really answer. Um, and and even. Jumping into. Uh, you know, thinking that I'm go thinking that I would be going back to a church is. A little intimidating. A little intimidating. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's do some rapid fire on this. All right. One. <laughs> uh, we'll start superficial, and uh, we'll we'll get a little deeper. Okay. Um, uh, happy people or mad people? Oh, happy. People. See, okay. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's easy. Easy stuff, right? Okay. Easy, yeah. So you walk in, you meet okay. happy people. All right. I hope there's nobody who goes to church for mad people. Gen- but <laughs> genuine people. Genuine people. Genuine happiness. Yes. Not yes. The, not know. the plastic smiles. Yeah. And. Every every they're they're everywhere. It's I'm not. Sure they are. It's uh, but the, you know you can you can tell a genuineness with somebody yeah. when you when you when you when you meet with them and even initially. Yeah, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. See, look, you're you're doing well, man. All right, <laughs> all right, <laughs> um, all right uh, Dave. Let's see. Um, so uh, let's see. Do, do you want a, a lot of information um, on the church before you come in or? Um, when you first come in or after the service, when, when do you want to learn about what this church does? I think I would probably want to have the information up front because yeah. I don't know that you'd want to waste your time going right. somewhere and then finding out, wow, they believe that. Yeah. Uh, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, so getting on the website, going on social media, those kind of things. Uh, would be a benefit for you. Right? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, do you want contemporary music or traditional music? Ooh. Mom's not listening. Mom's not listening, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, really, for me, it's not a big deal either way. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just, not, I'm still not big on the whole singing thing, so. <laughs> you know, like, I'll be honest, there are people, there are plenty of people in our church that do not sing. <laughs> I yeah. swear that's my only pitch. That's <laughs> welcome to Cornerstone. Not everybody has to sing. <laughs> well, you can lip sync as much as anything. Yeah. You don't even have to move your mouth. You can sit down and stare, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, <clears throat> all complaint letters can be emailed to. Uh, no, all right. So uh, preaching. Uh, do you want long sermons, short sermons? Or sermons at all? Would you rather there not be sermons? You know, I never really minded the sermons okay. uh, growing up. There were, you know, uh, I can still remember a couple yeah. from back then that mm-hmm. were, you know, you know, very well done. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think everybody appreciates shorter sermons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Although there are some traditions out there uh, that if you don't preach 50 minutes, you're not preaching. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I, and yet, here I am, I learned in college, if you go longer than 20 minutes, you failed, right? <laughs> so, uh, so you, there's extremes on both ends, right? Mm-hmm. So, short, you know, uh, you, do you want something that's going to uh, teach you something about the Bible or something that applies to your life where you're at? And both is an answer. I, I mean, I don't see. I don't see necessarily why you'd have to choose between the two right yeah uh, that would be my answer okay. um and 
you know, mix it up. Yeah, mix, <laughs> mix it up. It up. Get a little up. different, you know, okay. You know, I, I think, and I think maybe, you know, probably some of the, the, the best ones are the ones where it takes something from the Bible and makes it relevant uh, to situations today. Right, which is really the, the point of the Bible, mm-hmm. right, is so that we know how to um, to live. There's that old adage, and if you're, a, if you're a regular listener to our podcast, you'll know, I've said this a thousand times, uh, Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's an old, old song and an old thing, but uh, it works, right? I mean, that's what the Bible should be. It should point us to Jesus and how we should, and how we should live his teachings in our life. You know, um, so okay. Uh, do you want a whole bunch of people coming up to you and shaking your hand and saying hi? Glad you're here. Or do you want to be left alone? Okay, that's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> because uh, the, the on the one side, uh, after after so many people come up and are greeting you, it gets a little creepy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, not <laughs> I'm not my coffee out. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, if you're coming in off the street and are wanting to connect, mm-hmm. you you want people to to, uh, to approach you. Now, I don't know if you can tell this, but I am an extrovert. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of energy and I love people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, I have been known um, to be a little... In your face, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like. All right, so you ever watch Saturday Night Live yeah. with Chris Farley? Yeah. You know, uh, when when he does uh, when he does his uh, impressions of you know just you know gets so excited you know um, his Matt Foley stuff. Yeah. That's me, right? <laughs> um, not, maybe not as exaggerated, but uh, how does how, how do you, how would a person like me? Approach a person like you respectfully and comfortably. I, I don't know that there's any trick to it. Mm-hmm. I think if that's who you are and it's genuine, I don't see that wouldn't scare me away. Let's put okay. it, let's oh, put it that way. Fair, fair. Um, but when when there's just dozens upon dozens of people, yeah. it, it gets overwhelming. Thank God there's only one of me. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I will say this, though, I, about a, oh, I don't know, I, I don't know how long ago it was, we had a first-time visitor here, uh, and, uh, and I walked up to him, and, and I was, he must have seen the hug in my eyes, <laughs> and he, he stopped me right away, because I'm not a hugger, I was like, oh, yeah, I was just going to shake <laughs> I like, I was like, thanks for the clarity, I appreciate it. Was that. he right on the, the, the... yeah, okay. I was going in, yeah, I mean, he, he must have saw it, I mean, I was like, I was going to do one of those, you know, guy handshake, you know, lean over, pat their back three times, you know, uh, you know, the man hug. Sure. It's going in for a respectful man hug. Okay. You know, uh, he was having none of that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I was like, okay, and I, you know, and even with regular church members, I go in for the hug and I get the, I get the shoot down of the, the hand sticking out like, no, no, we're just going to do this today, guys. All right. Um, so. But then there's people who, who, who hug, and that's fine. Yeah. I, I, I'm a hugger. Uh, and I'm not ashamed of my game. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to be overwhelmed, but you don't want to be left alone. Exactly. Okay. And, so. and I think I think, uh, I think probably more in my 20s, I was, you know, it was, there was no approaching whatsoever. Maybe, and yeah. maybe I gave off the uh, unapproachable vibe. Uh, that's completely it. possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, it was it was really you know difficult and awkward. Sure. Um, and uh, uh, again, a couple of times I, I actually walked in and I'm like, yeah, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm <all> done. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, there's there's this philosophy, um, and I want to know what you think about this because this is this is really huge um, for for churches today. Uh, we have, uh, and, and I'm just talking from our personal church experience now. We have had a lot of people come into our church, um, visit our church, and they'll say, "Man, it's a friendly church. Great, you know, great atmosphere." I just don't feel like I fit in. Hmm. Uh, and 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 so we talk about this, and, and and there's a lot of reasons, you know, like some people get. Some people say, "Well, you know, I can, I can, I, I, I feel like, you know, um, the people here are too." 
uh, live too perfectly. You know, uh, they have their their best clothes and their best smiles, and you know they don't act like anything is wrong. And and yet you talk to our people. And you tell them that, and they laugh. They're like, no, my life's just as screwed up as anybody else's is. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and so and so, what I what I have heard, and not from here, but what, you know, this is a common experience in a lot of churches. So what I hear from Christians who, uh, who uh, when they hear this, they'll say, well, they just got to get to know us better. Right? They got to get to know us better. Well, then the other, uh, the, the people who are leaving and saying, like, I, I just don't fit in, they say, well, no, they, they need to get to know me better. Mm-hmm. Which one is it, in your opinion? Should, should it be the responsibility of the church uh, members to uh, you know, open themselves up and, and be, you know, to talk about their struggles and pains or whatever? Um, or is it up to the person to plug themselves in to like a Sunday school class, a home group, whatever, so that they can... Uh, learn, you know, become more intimate with the with the congregation. Yeah, um, you know, and, and I, I can I can speak from the one side on this. Yeah, uh, from my side, um, there's an amount of personal responsibility that the individual will have mm-hmm. in in finding a place. And I know a lot of times I self sabotaged sure. when looking. And and like I mentioned, I'd walk in and I'd be like, nope, and, <laughs> and walk out. Yeah, wouldn't even give it a chance, right? Um. Probably not. Yeah, right. And and I think sometimes people are just looking for an excuse to not to not join. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I, how do you, the, the, I think the real question is how do you engage somebody like somebody like that? Yes, that is the question. That is, uh, it, and it's uh, it's a, obviously a million dollar question. Um, I will not give you a million dollars if you answer it. I'm oh, sorry. It. <laughs> it was worth a show. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so, you know, getting the, getting people, uh, you know, getting them connected with, I think probably getting them connected with individuals, letting, you know, giving time for roots to grow. Yes. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but if you can give them a reason to come back one more week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's... You're not gonna. You don't hit a home run. You you go for a base hit. Yeah, right. Exactly um, right. Just get them to come back next week. You know, find out more about them. Yeah. Uh, getting you know, getting them connected with the right groups. Not, not overwhelming all at once. Right. Um, but uh, you know, again, some people, some people probably are looking for a reason to to go and then pull away and then they they feel like they are doing something and and. Speaking one hundred percent from experience on that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not uh, not trashing anybody. Just saying. No, that's, no, I get that's, that. That's how it, that my perspective on that. Uh, yeah, and thank you for that. I mean, I think that's very insightful. Um, you know, you 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 drive around this town and 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 this state really enough, you'll see advertisements, Facebook ads. I know I have posted a ton of stuff on Chatter about Cornerstone and, uh, you know, things like that. Um, when you, when, do, do those ads register at all for you? Truthfully, I'm on Brownsburg Chatter and uh, I, I don't recall ever seeing one besides this one. Oh, really? <laughs> well, That's usually, usually and, and anybody who's on Chatter will... Yeah. Uh, know about the nasty nature of uh, yes. the name calling and, uh-huh. you know, going on and griping about somebody who's parked in two spots at the back of Walmart and <laughs> and then it turns into a shouting match of who's more stupid and... Uh, or traffic circles. Traffic circles. Yeah, that's a big one. Coyotes are big right now. Oh, coyotes are real big coyotes right now. Coyotes are right. really yeah. big. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't recall seeing any anything on on chatter and i am on i'm on there and yeah uh, pretty frequently yeah you know and that's and that's funny you know because like i know i've posted on there mm-hmm. you know uh, and and I was, I was actually looking for <laughs> the post that i posted uh you know uh you know just a couple days ago and it was already buried yeah and, and you know and that and that's the thing that's what happens you're only going to catch the people uh that are looking at brownsburg chatter at that very moment right 
uh, and and that that's just how it goes. But let's say even with the the billboards and and the mailings, because I'm assuming you get mailings, and you know, um, and, and the other ways that you see churches advertising, do those even impact you? I don't know that it does. Yeah. Um, just being completely honest, I mean, of course, around Easter, I get five or six, you know, flyers for right. all the churches. Right. Um, you know, I've uh, kind of tuned out a lot of the. You see a billboard once, you tune it out. Um, I think the one thing that that I notice when I'm when I'm going around, and not not necessarily related to churches, are when like a school group is doing a car wash for. A fundra- yeah. like a Haiti fundraiser yeah, or right, something right, right. like that. So, and I'll always, you know, you always pull in and, and you yeah. know, help them out, do those kind of things. So I, I think that, for me at least, those little outreaches into the community are probably the thing that work, that gets yeah. it on my mind the most. You're echoing the stats. Right oh, good. Now. I mean, oh, good. I'm not is, abnormal. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is funny because in today's, in today's age... Uh, in today's culture, mm-hmm. uh, more people will come to church if um, if they see you serving in the community or are invited to come with you to serve in a community. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the really the biggest thing. And so you're hitting those stats really well wow. right now, man. That uh, is, uh, I, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, either. I I ne- just. I never would have guessed. Yeah, we're turning into a serving culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you think about it, we're the most giving nation in the world. Uh, you know, uh, the most charitable giving comes out of our country mm-hmm. uh, for relief, aid, and even personally. You know. Well, and I think kind of jumping back yeah. to to other topics that we were kind of hitting on, that may be how you connect with the person who doesn't who comes comes in one time and leaves mm-hmm. is. Not necessarily by getting them to come to a church service, but by getting them, if, if you've got some kind of clothing drive or food pantry right. or something, getting them involved there, and then they get to know people, they understand yeah, I'm everything, that they're like everybody else, and then the next thing they know, they're a part of it. Yeah, so that was lead, actually leading to my next question, uh, which you almost already answered, <laughs> which is great. Um, because how how do you how does a church speak through the white noise to be heard, noticed, and inviting? Mm-hmm. You know how do we do that? And, and 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 if I'm hearing you right, it's get out in the community, involve the community, uh, you know, and, and and build relationships. Yeah, maybe, and and I'm I may be splitting hairs here, but not involve the community, but engage the community. What, okay, so um, so define those two words for me. What is the sure. difference between involving and engaging? Involving would be putting yourself out there and, uh, uh, you know, asking them to come to come into you. Engaging would be maybe maybe a little bit of the reverse, getting them wanting to come in to you. Okay, so kind of like an open invite kind of thing, or 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 what? What does that look like practically? So if you're out there doing, like I said, certain things that people are like, oh yeah, I, I can I can help with that. Oh I can I've got these old coats I can donate. Yeah yeah. Oh, oh you need oh yeah you need some some help here in the food pantry. Yeah I can do that. Okay. That to me is engaging someone and just and making them want to be a part of it. Got it. I I see what you're saying. And uh, yeah, um, you know. If you're, if you're, you can't, I don't think you can chase people, but you can make them want to come to you. Yes. And and that, I think, if you can figure out how to do that, that's, that's the way to bring people. I mean, that really is a million dollar question, isn't Mm -hmm. it? You know, you have to be attractive enough to where people want to come to you, um, but at the same time, not overdoing it and seeming needy. You know, um, because, and and in the church context, you know, it's that fakeness. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we're talking about, the overdoing it. You know, um, everything's sunshine, rainbows, and skittles, right? (laughs) I mean, it's it's like, yeah, no, (laughs) you know, there has to be, there has to be, and this is just my opinion, this is, this is how I do ministry, there has to be some grittiness. Oh, yeah. You know, there has to. If you don't, 
address certain things. Right. You're not a church. You're you're a service. You're just right. a, a regular old, you know, donation or whatever you want. Yeah, to call a community it. center. Yeah, a community. Yeah, that's we're, a, that's we're just a club. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we have to be able to deal with life mm-hmm. together. I mean, that's what the Bible does. It helps you deal with life. How the whole point of the New Testament after after the Gospels is to how to be faithful. <laughs> You know, in the midst of all the crap, how to mm-hmm. be faithful, uh, and and that's you know that's something that the church needs to to teach. And I think that's where a lot of them are scared to do anything. I think so. Um, and uh, uh, I think especially when when they say, "Oh, we can't talk about this topic, or we'll lose half of our or half of our church will be gone." Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, not not necessarily everything, but there are certain things I think that that have to be addressed. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're not doing that, are you really, are you really doing any good? So would you respect the church more for, um, taking a stance on something that they believe in that you may not agree with? Uh, and, or would you rather them not just talk about that, that, that disagreement? Obviously, everybody wants to be agreed with all the time. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I guess if it was something that I didn't agree with, mm-hmm. I would want, I would want to know why they're taking that stance. Okay. So, would you then want your church, if you were to go to church, to uh, be open to discussing different viewpoints? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, this is this is something that our our entire society's gotten away from over the last uh, fifteen years. Is oh yeah, you can't you know you cannot talk about certain things. Yep. And uh, I think it's a great disservice. Yeah. And you know, being able to, to discuss issues with somebody, it's uh, without them without everybody getting angry that. Uh, I, I I really I'm kind of embarrassed that that's how it's gone. Oh, I yeah, I can't stand the current culture of politics mm-hmm. or or even just um, you know debate right now because there oh, is no there's no debate. debate. It's it's just echo chambers. It's it's name calling yeah. and uh, uh, you know n- nobody wants to be you know nobody's going to engage in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So <clears throat> so then to your point then, would you be willing to stay at a church? And this is all assuming that you go to church and all that other <laughs> stuff. You know, right? But would you be willing to stay at a church uh, if they disagree, if you disagreed with them on, on certain, say, ethical, not ethical, but um, what social issues, okay? Uh, if they were open to discussing those things in a, in a public way? You know, it, it falls into... Hate the sin, love the sinner. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I probably would. So if it, so, let's I'd, go. For, I'd be I'd be open for, yeah. you know, stay, staying at a church that didn't, you know, wasn't one hundred percent, you know, wasn't one hundred percent of, yeah, you know, uh, what I believe. But uh, you know, when it comes to uh, open discussion and free thought. There's not many places that you can do that anymore. No, there's really not. And listen, I mean, there, obviously there's certain things within Christianity that are non-negotiable. Exactly. All right, Jesus being the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. but that you, you say that, but that is something that that's kind of weaseling its way into, you know, oh, you, there's lots of paths. Yeah, yeah. And so when I think of a... When I think of the term "solid Christian church," mm-hmm. I think of one that uh, that sees Jesus as um, fully human, fully God, born of a virgin, lived our lives perfectly, uh, died on the cross for our sins, resurrected from the grave three days later, mm-hmm. um, and anybody who puts their faith in Christ can be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's I mean that's a very basic thing, but that's that's the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. That's the good news, uh, and so. You know, those are that's a non-negotiable. Yeah, ex- right? no, exactly. But on these do- many doctrines, these these spe- these specifics outside of that, that's where I think we can allow a lot of open discussion. You know, um, and 
<clears throat> and it's nice to it's nice to to hear that that's still a desire for some people, you know. Um, and so <clears throat> so yeah. So look, look, if we went with a very you know easy easy one, like okay, um, if so if, if a church believed in uh, total abstinence of drinking, teetotaler kind of kind of people, right? Uh, if they were, if that's what they were teaching from the pulpit, uh, and yet they were open to discuss other people's viewpoints, mm-hmm. right? Um, would you be willing to stay at a church like that? I like my beer every now and then, I, so uh, <laughs> I do too. I do too, and, um, and, and that comes with no judgment. You yeah, know, you know, and as well. uh, you know, I I don't think I it wouldn't bother me yeah. if, as long as you know they weren't I, calling you like. You know, they, uh, you know, as long as, uh, you know, I'm not going to hide that fact from anybody. Right. Right. Um, Look, I drink beer. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, I used to hide it as a pastor, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, because I, you know, didn't want to be a stumbling block, um, nor did I want to just, you know, hear the complaints mm-hmm. about it, if I'm being honest, you know, and it, you know, I had to get to a certain point where I was like, I mean, I'm 30-something years old. I can have a beer, man. You know, like, I fought for my country. I was in war. I can I can drink a beer, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, all, so, you know, all that to say, you know, uh, I, I I think the the greatest point I've heard tonight, and this isn't, you know, denigrating anything else you've said, uh, but that whole, I, you know, if, if a church was just open to... You know, discussing who, what I think, and and how I think it in a, in a public way, not necessarily on a Sunday morning, but maybe throughout the week. Yeah, I, I'd be happy about that. I, I think it, you know, it'd be interesting if you had small group session. Obviously, you yeah. can't, you don't want to do it in a large group, right? But it would be really interesting, you know, saying, you know, this is what we believe, and this is why we believe it, and you know, tie it, tie it back in. I, I think that that could have some. Uh, it could be kind of enlightening, hmm. um, you know. Even if it's, you know, I'm assuming that people want to hear, you know, people want to be open to, you know, other viewpoints. Right. Um, I, I really think that the the current state of the, uh, you know, state of discussion is gonna gonna go back gonna ebb here fairly shortly. Oh yeah. I I really I really hope so. It's it's sad that you know you look at colleges and universities and they are just opposed to any differing viewpoints yeah it's it's funny and they even offer you know safe places you know uh for for people who are you know offended by somebody else's viewpoint and you know and i get it i don't want i don't want people drawing swastikas or you know doing anything out of hate you know i think we need to censor those things in particular uh, but why can't uh, you know people who agree on uh, agree and disagree or disagree on gun control? Why can't they come together and talk? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, or somebody, uh, you know. As a matter of fact, we would just had this conversation in Sunday school the other day about <clears throat> you know the uh, the uh, uh, you know, the taking down the statues uh, in, of, of Civil War um, monuments mm-hmm. uh, in the South and whether that was right or wrong. There were some. Um, you know, who, who agreed with that and some who disagreed with that, and it was a good discussion, you know? Well, I think now it's, you, you get a group, and then you get a protest group, yeah. and then you know, all it is is shouting, yeah. and um, it turns into just something nasty most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, when there's, like, when there's a hate group that's at the Capitol, and, yeah. you know, you know, everybody wants to come and show their their protesting, but what would happen if nobody showed up to their if nobody showed up to protest, but instead there was something on the other side of town that was a town hall, a, a forum, a, a forum, or just uh, an anti, you know, whatever their message is, something. Oh anti. yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Um, you know, when when you have those groups that come out, what they want is. They want the protests. They want the conflict. They, right. You're falling right into their... We're falling right into their hands. Oh, for sure. And I think it would be really almost kind of humorous to see some of these groups that go and, 
you know, they're giving their hate messages and there's nobody showing up and there's, you know, the 15 of them sitting there saying, you know, yeah, yelling right. out everything and nobody's there to hear them. But. Yeah. Listen, I, I have totally enjoyed this conversation. <clears throat> Last time I looked at our clock, it was 30 something minutes. <laughs> now we're at 59. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and, uh, and so I, I want to respect uh, uh, both the listener's time and your time uh, and, uh, uh, and and I really appreciate. It. I, this was in, this was invaluable to me. I mean, this was yeah. this was amazing. Well, thanks, um, it was a good time. Yeah. Um, and and don't worry, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you if you're gonna come to Cornerstone on Sunday. Uh, I will unlock the door so you can leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I do uh, I do appreciate the fact that you were willing to come onto the show uh, and, and and talk about these things. So thank you so much. Okay. Uh, I appreciate me. it, uh, and uh, you know, listen. If you're if you're listening to the podcast, if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, we we ask that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on uh, Google, um, and uh, or wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, we ask that you rate and review us. Give us a good review and share it with your friends so that. Uh, we can uh, get more subscribers. So uh, if you want any more information on our church, go to our website, cornerstonerock.org. And if you have any questions, you can email me directly, larry at cornerstonerock.org. All right, guys, that concludes this episode of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. (laughs) 